Money Catcher Leadership Podcast brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Hey, friends, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Katrin, and excited that you're with me today. We're going to dive right in to a subject that I want to spend some time on today. It's a subject that I always believe is important and a really core element of good organizational life. However, what I'm noticing by the impact of this year, all the changes and transitions required of us to continue to move our organizations forward, it's it's a tool that needs more attention than ever. And that is your organizational chart. Now, I've never met an org chart that I didn't like. I love them. They fascinate me. I kind of geek out at the opportunities to help leaders think through their org chart and align their team in a way that helps them best accomplish their mission. And I promise it's not some weird fetish. While yes, I am a little weird and I certainly geek out about things that often make others tired, there are actually two really good reasons why org charts energize me. First, they reflect the sacred privilege we have as leaders to steward the resources of the people that God has entrusted to us. And secondly, a well-designed org chart empowers us to accomplish our mission. See, hidden behind a bunch of boxes connected by lines are people and purpose. And these two things are foundational to effectively accomplish our work. So why don't org charts energize others as much as they energize me, right? And typically, it's because org charts are created in reaction to a problem or as an afterthought to a system that has already been established, albeit maybe informally and often haphazardly. See, here's what typically happens. An organization starts with a founding leader and usually a couple of eager, do-whatever-it-takes, hardworking, early adopters who wear whatever hat is necessary to get the job done and move the mission forward. There is no org chart. There aren't even job descriptions at that stage, right? Everyone generally and instinctively understands their role, and they just make it happen. So this informal kind of amoeba of an org chart actually serves its purpose. We don't need it to be formal. In fact, if it were too formal at this stage, it would just serve to undermine the extreme flexibility needed to help grow the organization or the ministry at that stage of life. But before too long, there is a team of people and conversations around lack of clarity of roles and the responsibilities, and there's a growing tension because those things aren't understood. Balls get dropped because we thought that was, in quotes, someone else's responsibility. Deadlines get missed because no one told me. And power struggles emerge because she's not the boss of me. See, it's often at this stage, the senior leader in exasperation slap some titles on a few leaders that he or she respects and trusts and kind of expects that it'll sort itself out. They don't have the margin to give this unnecessary time and attention. So the senior leader, they're still in the scrappy startup stage that is requiring all their energy on growing the organization and making it sustainable. So there's a ticking time clock on sustainability And it feels frivolous to that leader to deal with the petty squabbles over power and position. Their their frustration is, can't they just figure this out, right? It doesn't feel like we have time for this. And right here is where our problems begin. 
Because this reactional makeshift org chart becomes the template that all future org charts are built on. Year after year, we make adjustments to this early draft without ever really considering the structure and the system needed for achieving our mission. We created an org chart that appeased the frustrations in the immediate rather than creating an org chart that strategically solved for mission outcomes. So we find ourselves facing this Frankenstein creation that barely makes sense to those who created it and is incomprehensible to someone outside your system. Does that sound familiar? Because here's what good organizational charts should provide. In one word, clarity. Clarity of responsibilities, clarity of authority, clarity of relationship, clarity of position, clarity of purpose, clarity for communication, clarity for team dynamics, clarity for meeting strategy, clarity for who makes decisions and how. Org charts aren't something to fear. They should be something we welcome. And if you sit at the top of the org chart, you often place less value on the need for the structure. Because frankly, everything is clearer at the top. And so since you have a clear view, you assume that everyone else does too. Your role is pretty clear. Frankly, we're all trying to figure it out, right? But you understand your authority in the organization. Additionally, when you sit at the top of the org chart, you can control the strings and you wield the majority of the power. So you become blinded to the confusion and the chaos that lives throughout the rest of the structure. Unless you be tempted to think that org charts are unnecessary, let me caution you that that attitude is one informed by the privilege of your very seat of power within the organization and not a posture of understanding for the value that a clearly defined organizational chart provides for your team. So what we have to understand as leaders is that the org chart isn't about us. We get it. We understand our role. We have to keep figuring out our role. But the organizational chart provides clarity for the rest of the team to understand where they fit. And a well-designed org chart is a lifeline to a growing, thriving organization. Your team needs clarity. You know it. They know it. And the organizational chart isn't a bureaucratic instrument required to appease HR. The organizational chart is a living, breathing reflection of the collection of humans entrusted to your care who are partnering with you in the achievement of your mission. So if you're struggling to achieve mission, it's probably time to look at your org chart. If you're frustrated because team members aren't taking initiative, it's time to reevaluate your org chart. If you're constantly refereeing conflicts between team members, it might be time to reevaluate your org chart. And frankly, I think for all of us, because of the impact of the changes and transitions of this year, I think all of us have to re-look at our org chart to say, is our team structured to achieve our strategy? That's what a great org chart should do. A great org chart should clarify how that team is going to work together to achieve your strategy. And for many of you, you've had to shift your strategies because of changes in this year. For those of you in church work, you've had to shift a lot to digital. For many of you, you know that now that is a key part of your strategy moving forward. For those of you in business, you've had to shift some of your strategies to help you meet the demands of the customer in a different way. And so for all of us, we have had to shift our strategies, but many of us haven't reviewed 
or refine our structure that helps us achieve that strategy. And so that's what I want you to think about today. How effective or ineffective is your org chart? Is it providing the clarity that your team needs to be able to achieve your mission? Are you truly structured to achieve your strategy moving forward? I hope that gives you some things to think about. I really believe that organizational charts matter. I think they provide that level of clarity that your team needs to be able to be aligned and working effectively together. So I want to encourage you to just give that some thought. If we can be some help, let me know. Email me, send me your org chart, and I'll give you a quick analysis of what I see. And you can email me at jenny at getforesight.com. The first 10 people who email me, I'll take a look at your org chart and give you some feedback about what I noticed from just taking a look at it. But I really believe that it is an important tool to help and create great culture within your team. Let that get you thinking this week. And um, I also want to remind you that we just launched our values course that helps you define the values that help create alignment for your team as well. And so you can go to getforesight.com to check that out. And uh, be sure to um, rate, review, subscribe, share this with a friend. Tell us how we can continue to serve you better. You can email podcast at getforesight.com because we would love to hear your thoughts. But in the meantime, keep leading well. Remember that our mission is to cultivate healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. So any way that we can support you, we're here to do that. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.